1: Free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. Hi, I'm Jake from Locked On. What do the teams you root for, your music
0: playlists, and your podcast feeds all have in common? Spoiler alert, they're a reflection of you, and that's what the State Farm personal price plan has in common, too. It gives you options
1: to help personalize your coverage so that you can protect what you care about most at an affordable price just
0: for you. So you can see more of yourself in everything you love. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices vary by state, options selected by customer, availability and eligibility may vary.
1: You are Locked On Panthers, your daily Carolina Panthers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
0: Back here again for another edition of the Locked On Panthers podcast, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Julian Council. Excited to be talking Carolina Panthers with you guys once again. What we do here, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, all Panthers, 30 minutes, all the things that you want to hear, talk about. I try to give you that perspective. If you ever have questions, I try to answer those questions, which I'm going to be doing today. For our weekly Friday mailbag, make sure to follow the podcast and rate, review, and subscribe to it on Apple Podcasts, which has been having a few issues. Hopefully, that will be better in the coming days. You can also check us out on Spotify, where you can follow us there. You can also find the podcast on Google Podcasts, on the new Odyssey app, on Stitcher, and pretty much wherever you get your podcasts from. You can also follow me, Julian Council, on Twitter at Julian Council, where I will take your questions on anything Carolina Panthers, which I'll answer on Fridays throughout the off season and throughout the regular season once we finally get there. Also, if you ever want to just know anything about Charlotte sports, anything going on with me, I am more than welcome to answer any of your questions. And I also my Twitter account is my Twitter account, so please go out there and follow. I need more participation from you guys as far as the followership goes because I can tell who listens to the show, and I feel like we have more listeners than folks that are actually following me on Twitter. So please, go ahead and follow me on Twitter, at Julian Council. If you're looking for more as far as NFL news, because you're here for the Carolina Panthers, if you just want a broader perspective, make sure to check out NFL analyst Brian Peacock and former NFL scout Matt Williamson as they host Locked On's Peacock and Williamson every Monday through Friday. Brian and Matt give you the national perspective all around the NFL, covering all the latest news and insight on every game team, and move around the NFL. Get your picks, previews, and much more every weekday at the Peacock and Williamson Podcast, part of the Locked On Network. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. So check that out, but also every Panthers news that you want right here on the Locked On Podcast Network, here on the Locked On Carolina Panthers Podcast, hosted by me, Julian Council. Coming on today's show, obviously, Friday Mailbag, but also we're going to go into our next podcast position breakdown here with the Carolina Panthers, and that's going to be running backs, which is where we're going to start off today's show. The running back room for the Carolina Panthers feels pretty straightforward to me. Christian McCaffrey obviously is 1A, 1B, 1C, and through the entire alphabet in terms of who is the top running back on the roster, the best running back in football. You can argue Derrick Henry if you want. Christian McCaffrey is the best running back in football. Last time he was healthy, as we all know, 1,000 yards receiving, 1,000 yards rushing, only the third player in NFL history to do that alongside Roger Craig and Marshall Falk. The dude is a stud, might be the top weapon in the entirety of the NFL when it comes to skill position players on the offensive side of the ball. That's an argument if if you want to have it, but certainly he's probably... One of the best, if not the best, when it's all said and done, um, off of the skill players Carolina Panthers have ever had. And he is one of the foundational pieces on this offense. And he's one of the pieces that should make things easy for Sam Darnold as he comes here to Carolina, hoping to resurrect his career and be saved and live up to the first round, number three overall potential that he had coming out of Southern California. Behind McCaffrey, that was a little interesting. You have Trent Cannon who last year was a really big special teams guy, former HTCU guy. Matt Rule and his staff seem to like him. But is he really a running back option? I would say no. Special teams option certainly. And if he's going to be on the roster, it's going to be because of special teams and his return ability. I will always say this, though. And I know there's Panther fans out there who probably disagree because they're worried about McCaffrey getting injured. The best return man on the Carolina Panthers roster is Christian McCaffrey. Seriously. Why not put him back there for punt returns and kick returns? What is one one more play going to really do for Christian McCaffrey? I know last year he spent time injured. You had the ankle against Tampa Bay in Week 2. Then you had the shoulder against Kansas City on the road. And he hurt his groin when he was trying to work his way back. It's football. He's a running back. I just don't see what the point is in trying to preserve him on special teams when, come on, what's the percentage of times you even really have a return, especially on punts and on kickoffs nowadays in the NFL? So I think the best return guy in the team is Christian McCaffrey. But Triton Cannon, if he's going to play any role in this team, it's going to be a return game. It's going to be on special teams. Now there's three other guys who I really feel like are going to be battling for the opportunity to be that second guy getting carries. After Mike Davis left, went to the Atlanta Falcons. Good for Mike to get that opportunity, but he is now our enemy. These three guys, Chuba Hubbard, who was just drafted in the fourth round by the Carolina Panthers, a guy who they traded back in the fourth round, and they still had an opportunity to get him, a guy who they were targeting. They were able to get lucky by trading back and drafting him still there in the second round early on. Reggie Bonifon, who has had his moments behind Christian McCaffrey, probably his top moment, was against Jacksonville back in 2019 when he came in late against a tired Jags defense and scored a touchdown, which led to a lot of people to say, why doesn't Reggie Bonifon get more touches in this offense? Rodney Smith. Out of Minnesota, the Golden Gophers had moments last year, especially at the end of the season, that made you think that maybe he could be somebody. Here's kind of where I stand when it comes to the running backs. Chuba was really good two years ago at Oklahoma State. Led the nation in rushing pretty much every rushing statistical category. He was number one in the nation in FBS football. Having that kind of guy on your roster is obviously exciting, especially in a backup role. Reggie Bonifon, who can go out and split out wide and can receive out of the backfield, can run the football with you, a versatile player who played quarterback and wide receiver and running back at Louisville. I like Reggie Bonifon, Rodney Smith, two-time 1,000-yard rusher in the Big Ten at Minnesota. He showed last year at points that he has potential to add something to this roster. All that is well and good, particularly when you lose a guy like Christian McCaffrey. I don't know whether Chuba Hubbard or Reggie Bonifant or Rodney Smith can give you the same production as Mike Davis did last year. Because Mike Davis did prove, as I think a lot of us have learned in the last couple of years when it comes to running backs in the NFL, that pretty much you can find, not just any guy, but you can go out there and find a guy to get your yards on the ground. Now, he didn't ever rush like Chris McCaffrey has. He didn't have 1,000 yards rushing, but he did have 1,000 yards from scrimmage whether it was rushing and receiving last season. And that was pretty impressive for Mike Davis, which earned him the opportunity to to get premier carries in Atlanta this season with the Falcons. That being said, McCaffrey has the fourth highest cap hit on the team this season. He is in the middle of a four-year, $64 million deal. He is one of the highest paid running backs in football. I'm not trying to give snaps to Chuba Hubbard, Reggie Bonifon, Rodney Smith, Trenton Cannon, or anybody Over Christian McCaffrey. And of course, it's not going to be over Christian McCaffrey. Yeah, you can give him a break every once in a while. But if we're going to run the football, the Carolina Panthers, the only guy I want running the football is Christian McCaffrey. I don't need to see Trubble Hubbard get carries. I don't need to see Reggie Bonifano, or Rodney Smith get carries. Certainly, they're capable, which is great. But I'm always going to be a guy. And last year, when McCaffrey went down after Tampa Bay, and he was going to be out for a month and a half. And there was Panther fans out there after they started 0-2 saying, let's just go ahead and tank the season, tank for Trevor. And they're like, let's go ahead and shut down Christian McCaffrey. I never bought into that. If Christian McCaffrey's healthy, considering the amount of money he's getting paid and how good of a player he is, he needs to be on the football field getting and receiving as many touches as possible. There are options on the offense. We've been through the wide receivers with DJ Moore and Robbie Anderson adding Terrace Marshall. There are plenty of options out there on the outside that they can throw to. But when I bring up the wide receivers, I also bring up Chris McCaffrey because he is the top receiver on this team. He is the top running back. He is the top offensive option. I want to see the ball in his hands 20 to 30 times, whatever it takes to win football games. We have seen in the past, especially when he had the thousand thousand season a couple years ago, that... His production does not always lead to winning, but if you have a better quarterback, unlike what Kyle Allen gave you that season, I think that Christian McCaffrey can actually impact the game. I feel that he, if he would have been healthy last year, Teddy Bridgewater probably would have had a better season than he had only having Christian McCaffrey out there for three games last season. Christian McCaffrey, if he's healthy, continue to give him the football. I don't want to hear any of this, saving Christian McCaffrey for what? Week 16 in 2025, I'm not worried about that. I'm worried about the now. And right now, the Carolina Panthers have improved their roster. They have a new young quarterback who Matt Rule clearly believes in. Scott Fitterer clearly believes in. They brought in 11 new draft picks. Right now, I want to see Christian McCaffrey out on the field getting as many touches as possible. I'm not worried about his health. No one takes care of their body more than him. Yeah, he might have pressed it a little bit too much last year towards the end of the season trying to get back. But I'm not worried about Christian McCaffrey. In his health at all. He's a running back. If he gets hurt, he gets hurt. It's a game of football. You shouldn't be shying away just because you're worried that one hit's going to hurt him. Because if that's the case, then what's the point of playing the game at all? Those are my thoughts on the running back room. Mainly just Christian McCaffrey who, come on, just give him the football. Coming up in just a moment, going to get into your questions. The weekly mailbag that we're going to be doing every Friday throughout the offseason. Probably going to change the date once you get into the regular season need your participation every week at Julian Counts on Twitter is where you can find me to ask all the questions that you have. Bet Online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing and you can track all the action at Bet Online. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and your UFC MMA action. Before the next pitch, head over to BetOnline on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the greatest sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore, as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for the runs to the playoffs. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts, promo code locked on. Hey, Panther fans, listen up. Nugenics, the number one selling free testosterone booster at GNC is offering a complimentary bottle to all football fans in America. To get your complimentary bottle of Nugenics Total Tea, text DRAFT to 231231. 231. This unique man-boosting formula is powered by Testafin, which helps boost free testosterone and total testosterone levels and increase energy and lean muscle mass. Plus, text now, and it'll include a bottle of Nugenics Thermo, their most powerful fat incinerator ever, with key ingredients to get you back in shape Absolutely free. Text draft to two three one two three one. That's draft to two three one two three one. Message and data rates may apply. All right, back here for another edition of the weekly Friday mailbag. Again, follow me on Twitter at Julian Council, where you can tweet at me, either DM me, or just tweet at me when I ask for the questions. Going to need a little bit more participation next week. We're a little bit light on questions this week, but I think we have enough for me to get through this and give you some content and answer some of your questions, so we're going to go ahead and do that. Starting off with Alex. Yesterday had a long conversation on the offensive line and whether the left tackle situation has been fixed here in Carolina. I'm not quite sure it has been, as we have a combination of Trent Scott, Greg Little, uh, of course Brady Christensen just drafted last Friday evening in the third round, and... Cam Irving, as you can tell, not exactly the most exciting uh, prospects out there. But still, Alex asked me, any left tackles still in free agency that you'd like to see the Panthers target? Great question. While the Carolina Panthers were trading back in the second round last Friday evening, a team, well, not just a team, a lot of teams were going out there and drafting tackles. There were a run of tackles. I was freaking out, thinking, wow, so they're trading back, and they're now not going to find a left tackle when I went into last Friday with the main objective to go out there and find a left tackle. Now, I did say, and I had re- listened to Peter King. At least I you know, I read what he said. Not necessarily did I listen to what he said. I did tell you all that the Carolina Panthers were looking to add more picks. So them passing back, or trading back rather, from 39 should not have been a surprise to anyone. But missing as many tackles can. God, that was frustrating. Now, I did hear Darren Gant, who writes for Panthers.com. He's been a long-time Panthers scribe here in the area, starting off in Rock Hill and Hickory, and then with the Observer. I think he was with the Observer at some point in time. But either way, Darren Gant's been around for a while, now with Panthers.com. And he was talking to Will Kunkel, of Fox 46 here locally in Charlotte, about being in the draft room. And there was a lot of people that were frustrated when the Panthers were trading back in not taking a tackle, seeing all these tackles go off the board. But Scott Fitter said, just trust the board. Trust the board. I ended up with Terrace Marshall. Ended up trading up in the third round to 70th overall. We get Brady Christensen, a guy they really liked, who was an All-American last year at BYU. So, all well and good, in a way. But still, Trent Scott, Cam Irving, Brady Christensen, who could be a guard or a tackle, and Greg Little... That is not a foursome that makes me very confident about the left tackle situation, especially that left guard situation with Pat Elfline. If he's going to start there, doesn't excite me either. Right side of the offensive line, I feel fine with it. Obviously, with Taylor Moten at right tackle, then John Miller, presumably again at right guard, then Matt Paradis at center. I feel fine with the right side. The left side has me extremely concerned still when it comes to the Carolina Panthers. Now, as far as a guy at a target, I would like to see the Panthers go out there and get, who's a free agent. Why bring up the running tackles? Tevin Jenkins was drafted last Friday evening by the Chicago Bears to, I guess, protect Justin Fields' blind side, which led to the Bears releasing Charles Leno, their left tackle, former seventh rounder, who had started about 94 games in Chicago. He was a pro bowler back in 2018. He is now available. I know he visited up with Ron Rivera, our good friend up there in Washington with the football team. That is someone that I would love for the Panthers to talk to. Here's the thing, though. I think the Panthers are fine with who they have in-house. They went out and free and Brought in Irving, who they feel like can play tackle or guard. They brought back Trent Scott, who last season in spots when Okung was out and he was out playing Greg Little, they felt fine with. Greg Little's back again for... Honestly, probably just for the remainder of training camp, then he's likely not going to be a Carolina Panther anymore. And then Brady Christensen, someone who they just drafted, Scott Bitterer, again, won't say whether he's going to be a left tackle or he's going to be a sit or guard or whatever. They they don't want to put him in a box just yet. So it doesn't excite me. But I do believe the Panthers are probably just going to stick with those guys. I think it's unlikely they're going to go out there and get someone else. Lena would be great to just fix it for one year. But that's kind of why I went into the draft. I didn't want another rent-to-tackle situation like last year with Russell Okun when they traded Trey Turner to the Chargers and then got Okun back, which emptied up the cap space, gave him the cap space up this past offseason, which they desperately needed once the pandemic hit, of course, but still did not fix his tackle situation when Okun wasn't even healthy most of last season. He was contemplating retirement in the middle of training camp, So I wanted a left tackle so we could avoid this situation and avoid these questions where I'm still being asked here in early May, a week after the draft, if the Panthers should be targeting someone at left tackle. So if they do, it should be Charles Leno, who was just recently released by the Chicago Bears. Next question. um, Actually, really more of a remark, just Greg kind of going off the whole left tackle and offensive line situation, saying, still think left tackle will be an issue, unfortunately. Irving has never stayed healthy or live up to where he was drafted. Same with Little. Hoping Christensen is the answer, but guess we'll see. And that is a the we'll see approach. That's what we're going to be sitting here and waiting to see what's going to happen here in Carolina, which is unfortunate, but that's kind of where we are right now. But... Infitter, fitter we have to trust right now. That's what we have to do right now, and hopefully it works out. Uh, next question from a guy on Twitter who has a very funny name, Teppers Brass Bulls, asked, would you slash should they trade Dante Jackson before the trade deadline this season? With him coming up to the end of his contract, in addition to a cornerback this offseason, plus Troy Pride last year who ruled drafted. Um... I don't think they should necessarily because considering Matt rule, what he said last week about getting JC Horn, like they couldn't get off the field last year. And he mentioned in that press conference that we think JC's a guy who can start opposite of Dante. He didn't bring up AJ Boye. He brought up Dante Jackson. I think they like Dante Jackson. I brought this up before where Dante Jackson struggling with injuries last year and battling through the turf toe, continuing to play even when he wasn't 100%. Didn't necessarily help the team out, but it did help him in the eyes of Matt Rule being tough and being a competitor. So that is one of the things that makes me think they like him and would unlikely want to trade him at the deadline, especially like if you have a good corner. If you think it's a good corner, you don't just trade a good corner at the deadline, man. Um, I mean, You see it happen sometimes. The teams aren't in, in, in um, contention. I don't think the Panthers are going to be that kind of team. Like, it's not like other sports like the NHL and MLB where you have a bunch of teams that are sellers at the deadline. It's not kind of how things really typically work in this league. I just don't see that happening. Like, I wouldn't personally do it. It's a good point that you bring up that he's going to be entering a contract year. And who knows whether next season, or next offseason rather, if he'll be re-signed by the Panthers. Like, that's one of the biggest question marks on this roster. And I'm not saying it's like a bad thing with Dante Jackson. It's just one of those things where he's entering his fourth year, second year under this regime. He had the issues early in his career, like, not being coachable. Different coaching staff got a new opportunity here. New GM now Scott Fitterer. Who knows what they have in Dante Jackson? And I don't know what you can get out of him because I don't think a lot of teams in terms of, like, trade it in draft capital. I don't know how many teams out there really would be looking and searching to get Dante Jackson to add to their roster. So I don't really know if that's really a possible trade you can make. I'm still wondering what exactly he is and who he is in this league And the Carolina Panthers are hoping to find that out. They have helped themselves by bringing in J.C. Horn, who they want to start day one. They helped themselves by signing A.J. Boye to a two-year deal, which really probably could be a one-year deal depending on how he plays this season, especially if he's not going to be a starter. They did go out and draft all defense last season, including two corners and Stan Thomas Oliver in the seventh round and Troy Pride, who you brought up there in the fourth round, and they both got experience last season. And what's to say that they're not ready to go? Where Troy Pride could step up and be the number two to J.C. Horn's number one in 2022 if Boye and Dante Jackson are longer on this roster, and the Panthers think that they're ready. So I, I do not see the Carolina Panthers trading Dante Jackson. It's not something I think they should do, it's not something I would do either. All right, quick pause. You can get back to more of your mailbag questions here on a Friday edition of Locked On Panthers. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever, and they have nine delicious flavors. Talking about coconut, coconut, almond, cherry, raspberry, mint brownie, peanut butter brownie, double chocolate, and salted caramel. Awesome, awesome, awesome flavors that I love so much. And here's the great thing about Built Bar. They're all 100% chocolate, and also Built Bars are healthy. They're great tasting, and they're not anything that's going to make you fat. You might think chocolate. You might hear the mint brownie. You might hear the double chocolate, salted caramel. Oh, that sounds great. But they are great for you. They only have 17 grams of protein, which is, hey, good protein. You need it every day. Only 130 calories, only 4 grams of sugar, and add only 4 grams of net carbs to every single Bilt Bar. That is awesome. You don't have to worry at all about getting fat off of eating some Bilt Bars. You should definitely check them out. Before Mother's Day, this Sunday, don't forget, folks, go to builtbar.com and use promo code LOCK15. And you'll get 15% off your first order. Use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off your next order at BiltBar.com and get your mother some Bilt Bars, which you'll definitely enjoy. This is David Harrison of the Locked On Commanders Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Discover. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, Everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. All right, back to the Friday mailbag. Next question is from Jay. What specific parts of Sam Darnold's game are an upgrade from Teddy Bridgewater's? And that's a good question. I did say that I wasn't quite sure Sam Darnold was an upgrade from Teddy Bridgewater. Considering what we've seen from him through the first three seasons in New York with the Jets, and I we've been over the situation. Don't need to go over it again. Teddy Bridgewater has been a better quarterback in the NFL than Sam Darnold. Let's just be honest. He has been. Now, the one thing that Sam Darnold will have this year, hopefully, that Teddy Bridgewater did not have last year... Is Christian McCaffrey healthy? He'll also potentially have Terrace Marshall. And then who knows? You could interchange and say maybe Terrace Marshall's better than, Chris, than Curtis Samuel. But likely not going to be the same case this year. Especially if McCaffrey is back. And, you know, Curtis Samuel has been in the league for a while. And he got paid for a reason. So I'm not going to sit here and defame Curtis Samuel, who I loved here in Carolina. And wish that he would have had more opportunities under the past regime. But, alas, he's no longer here. And we can always wonder what could have been with Curtis Samuel. But that's not really the question here. In terms of what he could be an upgrade from in ter- with that with Teddy Bridgewater is with the deep ball. The Carolina Panthers did not stretch the field at all last year. Robbie Anderson's a deep threat. You could hit DJ more deep if you wanted to. Terrace Marshall, he has a ton of speed. They used to not stretch the field. And Teddy Bridgewater, we knew Teddy Bridgewater, when the Panthers signed him, was not a guy who was going to pick you apart from deep. Now, a lot of teams nowadays, if you just look at the yards per attempt, it's gone down. Patrick Mahomes, yeah, he can stretch the field. He's absurd. Tom Brady, he's been able to throw deep ball throughout his career, of course, but he's really been surgical in the throws, the intermediate, the short to intermediate throws. So that's really what matters the most, and being accurate in those um, and those throws is what's important. Now, Teddy Bridgewater was even shorter than some of those intermediate throws with the Carolina Panthers last year. So having the element of being able to hit the deep ball and stretch out the offense is something that's important. You look at what the Los Angeles Rams want to do this year with Matthew Stafford, the Panthers were in on but got beat on. Um, they want to be able to stretch the field with Stafford. They have the weapons. And I think the Carolina Panthers are kind of with the same mindset that with, and they probably thought the same thing with Matthew Stafford, who has always had a big arm. They look at Sam Darnold, who has a big arm. They think, hey, let's bring him in here. Let's put him around these weapons. What's trying to stretch the field because that's something we could not do with Teddy Bridgewater. So that's something I think will be an upgrade from Bridgewater. Um, in turn, everything else though, kind of to be determined. There, Garrett asked, "Do you see the Panthers making a push for Aaron Rodgers?" Now, Aaron Rodgers stole the st- the show last Thursday night when it comes to the NFL Draft, and Joe Horn was mad because ESPN was spinning, that's J.C. Horn's dad, if you don't know, the uninitiated. He was mad because ESPN was spinning all his time talking about Aaron Rodgers and not the draft and giving his son some highlights and all that kind of stuff. But let's be honest, man. Like, I have more interest in the Aaron the Rodgers Aaron, uh, story last week than really the draft itself, outside of, of course, what Carolina was going to do, because it's just the drama of, like, the offseason free agency, something that you got like get more in the NFL or the, the NBA rather than the NFL. And it was just kind of interesting to see, one of the star quarterbacks who just the reigning MVP, been the back-to-back NFC championship games, talking about he wants out of Green Bay, which is just absolutely wild that that would happen. Do I see the Panthers making a push for Aaron Rodgers? Now, Scott Fitter did say that they'd be in on every deal, <laughs> but they said that they believe in Sam Darnold. And if you believe in Sam Darnold, who's young? And I think that's the key to all of this. Aaron Rodgers is old. He's an aging quarterback. I don't know how many good years he has left with him. I feel like that's a guy who's going to want to go to a team that's already established that has a chance to win like a Super Bowl now. He's not going to a team that's not going to be, a, at very least, in the NFC Championship or the AFC Championship game, wherever he goes, whatever conference he plays in. And the Carolina Panthers have talked about getting younger. Like That was Matt Rule's priority, was getting younger in the offseason. They have the youngest roster in the NFL at 24.2. and It was younger offensively that Rule was mainly talking about. Rodgers is great. I just don't see Scott Fitter and Matt Rule making a play for Rodgers after they decided that they're going to stick with Sam Darnold. Final question here, and this is uh, not necessarily a Panthers question, but an NFL question. Uh, JRV asks, "What's your thoughts on the Broncos and Juwan James situation? Do you feel he should be paid? As it's documented that an NFL player is never truly in an off-season status." Yeah, well, there's an issue with the whole with COVID still going on, where a lot of players. Don't want to go into the facility. And we have not seen any sort of thing with that with Carolina. A lot of teams have put out statements, at least the players have put out statements to the NFLPA or whatever about them not wanting to go in. I've never seen a statement for the Carolina Panthers organization, or at least the players um, represented here in Carolina. Uh, Juwan James, he went out and towards Achilles, one of the top tackles for the Denver Broncos, which is... Devastating for that team, and if you want to hear any more about that, if you're interested in what's going on with that situation, Cody Rohr, who hosts Locked Lockdown Broncos, would be someone who's awesome and could tell you more about that. But yeah, it's a tough situation where he's owed $10 million, and because he decided to do his off-season workouts outside of the Broncos facility, there is a possibility that the Denver Broncos could not pay him a single dime. And the way I feel about that is that's screwed up, man. I don't care whether he was in facility or not. If he's under contract, he's a player. I'm always going to be pro player. I'm never going to be pro owner. Those are the billionaires. It never makes any sense to me why people side with the billionaires over the millionaire who's the labor force. I know because they make a lot of money and you might be jealous that you never got the opportunity to be an NFL player, that you resent some of those guys. You should resent the billionaire more than anything, if we're being honest. So, I'm always going to be with the labor force over ownership in this situation. So, I hope that Juwan James gets paid. I hope that works out for him. And I hope the NFLPA interjects and figures out the situation. Because I'm really not wanting to see anyone in Carolina have the same situation play out where they don't feel comfortable going into the facility because they're worried about COVID. But they go and do their own workout. Which then also... I'm just kind of confused on how you feel more comfortable working out somewhere else. So if you're vaccinated why you don't feel comfortable going to the team facility again, haven't seen any issues so far here in Carolina with that. And I'm not going to tell people whether they should be feel comfortable doing whatever nowadays with COVID still going on, which is still going on for folks out there. So I don't know. I hope it works out for him, but it's not a problem that we have currently here in Carolina. So I'm obviously really not overly concerned about what happens there, but I do hope that the player gets paid because, you know, screw the billionaires. Okay, so that wraps up another edition of the Lockdown Panthers Podcast. Again, every Friday, give me the mailbag questions. Gotta get more next week, so follow me at Julian Gowns or you can tweet at me and ask me any questions you have as it pertains to the Carolina Panthers. Also make sure to rate review and subscribe to the podcast at Apple Podcasts, Spotify, also Google Podcasts, Odyssey, and Stitcher, and pretty much wherever you get your podcast. Enjoy your weekend. Love up on your mother. Do something nice for her. Don't be lazy. I will talk to y'all on Monday.
1: Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements?